Hi guys, welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day, whatever day you're listening to this on. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that I did part one of Bix's advice. So this is part two and let's get right into it. These are the questions that I got um, on Instagram. So the first one that I want to talk about is I got a question saying, how to stop caring about what people think? ¿Qué va a decir la gente? Um, I, for a long time, cared about what others thought about me when it came to my clothing, when it came to what I'm doing with my life, my career choices, starting this podcast. And when you focus so much about what other people think, you stop living your true life because you are trying to please others and trying to make sure that no one talks bad about you. But one thing that you have to remember is that life is short and we only get to live it once and it could be taken away right next second. So you have to live your life to the fullest and stop caring what people think. But how do we stop that? We stop that by checking in with ourselves and knowing who we truly are and what we truly want and being honest with ourselves. Like, for example, before I used to pretend like, oh, I like being here. Um, I enjoy this. And I, as I grew older, I realized that why do I have to pretend to like something? Why do I have to pretend to enjoy something when I really don't? And why do I have to care so much about what other people think? It's my life. It's no one else's life. And the people that are usually criticizing your life are the people that are unhappy with themselves. And it says more about them than it says about you. And the way to stop caring is just reminding yourself that life is short and live it by how you want to live it. Not Don't let others dictate how you do things, what career choices you have. If you are a person who wants to start like creating content. So many people held back from starting their YouTube channels or content creating because they were afraid of what are people going to say? They're going to make fun of me because I have like one follower. Like, if I wouldn't have stopped caring about what people thought about me, I would have never started this podcast. We wouldn't have created this community. And it just holds you back from living your life. So I hope that this helps um, answer your question of how to stop caring. Just re reminding yourself that life is short and you have to live your life how you want to live it. All right, the next question I got, any advice on getting over it next? Was with him for over five years, living with him for four years, and we can't really do no contact because there are things that we have to sort through. We broke up in April and I moved out in May. So my advice to you is to cut ties. And you say that you can't cut no contact because there's things you have to sort through. Sort through those things as soon as possible. When I went through my last breakup, there was a lot of things that... You know, I I left at that home that we lived in together. And at some point, I was just like, they don't matter. So if it's something that it's just like materialistic stuff and you could live your life without, then just no more contact. But it seems like if you have contact, there might be bigger things that you have to sort through. But you're not going to be able to get over this person if they continue to be in your life. And I never understand when people say like, oh, yeah, like we're still OK. Like we, you know, we share a dog together or something, but I see them and it hurts me. 
you're hurting yourself. So if you can, just whatever you have to sort through, just do it. And if it's something that you can live without and you no longer need to talk to this person, um, then do it. Get get rid of whatever that is. Because the more you keep in contact, the harder it is to get over someone. Because when I went through my last breakup, I had to call I had to cut him off and just completely like pretend they never existed. And I know that sounds really cold, but that was the only way that I knew that I was going to be able to get over it. So if you really, really want to get over somebody, you have to cut them out of your life. If that means losing some friends, then so be it. Because I lost a lot of friends um, when I went through my last breakup and it hurt and I felt lonely, but that was the only way I knew that I was going to be able to get over with it. So if you want to get over it, you have to cut ties with him and figure out whatever you guys need to figure out or sort through. What makes you feel confident? Me taking care of my body and red lipstick. For me, what makes me feel confident is wearing a cute outfit, doing my hair and makeup, being my true self, and also taking care of my body like going to the gym. Like those things boost up my confidence so much. Um, Getting hyped up by my friends is always a confidence booster. And just like looking in the mirror and being like, wow, like you've been through so much and you a baddie, not a saddie. How do you ponerte las pilas? I've fallen off the bandwagon in my clean eating and gym. If you guys know and you've been listening to me, you'll know that I had been struggling with that for a bit and I'm getting back on it. But what makes me ponerme las pilas is that my mental health wasn't doing great. And I know that when my mental health is not doing great, it's because I'm not taking care of my body. I'm not staying active. I'm just like laying there and feeling sorry for myself about how I feel slow. I feel lethargic. I feel sleepy. So... What makes me ponerme las pilas is that I know that it makes me feel better at the end of the day and that's important to me. It's important to me to take care of my body and to take care of my mind and I matter. So I remind myself that I matter and I need to show up for myself. That's how I put my pilas on. (laughs) In your opinion, is it possible to build trust again after quote unquote small lies or omission? For me, it's not. I am a person that I am 100. I keep it real. I don't beat around the bush because there's no reason to. If you lied to me or if you omit things from me, then that means that I shouldn't trust you. And there are people out there that can gain build a trust again. But for me, once you mess up my trust, there's no coming back from it. Like, yo soy de esas personas that keep it real with me. And if you don't keep it real, then you don't deserve to be in my life. I know that's like really cutthroat, but I just know myself. And I know that if I were to build trust again, that I would always have that in back of my mind that are like, is this person going to lie to me? How can you trust that you're with a real friend over a fake one? I can't seem to find real friends. Funny that you asked me this question because recently I was talking to a friend of mine and I was saying how I was so grateful for the friends that I have. I don't have many, but the ones that I do are like true real friends. You'll know your friend is real when it feels genuinely real. When you have a fake friend and there's things that they do and you're like, hmm, that was a little sketch. Trust your gut, girl, because... Recently, I've had a situation where I thought this person was my true friend, but 
they weren't. And I also received this question from somebody else. Um, they didn't send it on Instagram, but we talked, me and her, saying, like, how do you... It was something like, um, tengo una amiga que es mi rival, like, amigas y rivales type of shit. And what it means, like, friends that are enemies. And frenemies, pues. Um, there has been a lot of times where I've had frenemies. And... I am never the type of person that feels like, oh my God, like you should be jealous of me or I've never been like, oh, I wish I had their life. That's never been me. But there are people out there that are like that, that will befriend you, but at the same time, they hate you and you just have to trust your gut. Like in reality, like there are people like that that are going to come in and out of your life often. I've had that happen to me multiple times where I thought people were my true friends and then they turned around and did something. And like I said in the question before, it's hard for me to like trust a person again. So once you do me dirty, like you're done, you're done. So if you feel like a friend is fake, then they are. Like it's just point blank. If you have a feeling that this friend is not being genuine, it's probably because they're not. So trust your gut. And if that means losing friends, it's okay. There's going to be better ones out there. Trust me. There's so many times where I cried myself to sleep because I had no friends. And now the friends that I have is like, I know I could pick up the phone and call them and they'll be there for me in a heartbeat. But it took me a long time to get there. Um, it, it took me a long time to find those friends, but you will find them eventually. Trust me. I have another question that says, have you ever suffered from mental illness and have you ever gone to therapy? I was depressed at some point, like severely depressed to the point where I didn't know what to do with myself. And I was to the point where, um, trigger warning, I didn't want to live anymore. And it was a very, very dark time. And I just remember thinking like, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like this? But thankfully going to therapy really helped. And um, I realized that I was taking a lot of things that weren't my problems. I was taking my family's problems to heart. And it was out of my control. And my therapist helped me see that there, you know, boundaries needed to be set and that it wasn't my fight to fight. It was my family members' um, problems wasn't, it, it wasn't my fault. If you or someone you know is suffering from mental illness, just get help. It's, it's hard. It's so difficult to get there. I remember like having like a person go with me that I trusted at the time and I just needed someone to be there and be like, it's okay, it's going to be okay. And once I took that step forward, my life started changing and therapy did wonders for me. So yes, therapy is good. I'll always say go to therapy if you need it. What do I tell my daughter after she's had her first heartbreak? Oof, I remember my first heartbreak. <laughs> um, Just let her know that it's okay to feel her feelings and that... You know, it, it all makes sense in the end and why things ended. She's going to meet other people and some people are just meant to be there for a chapter of your life. It's not the whole story and it's hard when it's your first heartbreak. I Do you remember her first heartbreak? I remember mine and I was just devastated. I was crying myself to sleep and, and I just realized that life goes on. Like that person was only meant to be there for a chapter of our lives and she's going to have more heartbreaks, but that you know, to appreciate the good memories that she had with this person. All right. Best advice for someone who is going to graduate college but is unsure of their career goals. The best advice I can give you is to just go try. Like, if you think that you like doing something, apply for a job and see if you like it. And if you don't, 
you could start over again. I think we put so much focus on like, oh, I went to school for this and I'm not doing anything with my degree. And oh my God, what are my parents going to say? Like I wasted all this money, all this time. But you know, you're going to land where you want to be. If you go to a job that you don't like, there's always room to start over. And one thing that I'll tell you is try all the fields that you want to. If you're so unsure about what you want to do, you have to just experience different things. And if that means switching jobs every other month and switch jobs every other month until you find what you like, what you're passionate about. And sometimes it might not be a job. Like for me, I'm passionate about this podcast. Am I passionate about my career? No, it pays the bills. <laughs> That's it. But just know that um, you're going to figure it out. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. As long as you're happy, that's all that matters. There's people that have gone to school and then come out of school, get a job in the degree that they're in, and then they're miserable. I know a lot of people like that. And some people are like, oh, but I went to school and I did all this. It's okay. You learned a lot. And life is short, so don't settle for any career or any crusty dusty, amiga. You're going to figure it out. We normalize living with our mom in your 20s, of course, with responsibilities, I myself am a 33-year-old woman, and I live with my mom. My mom and I live together. We are great roommates. I love her. But it's okay to live with your parents. Like, I think that so many people are like, oh my god, you still live with your mom? Like, you don't have privacy. Like, my mom gives me privacy. Uh, we have our boundaries for each other, and it's okay to live with your parents, and you shouldn't be ashamed. Like, I hate when people are like, oh my god, he lives with his parents? Like, what an ick. Like, times are tough. The economy is tough. Now, if you live with your parents and you're not doing anything, then I totally get it. But if you live with your parents, you're still go holding a career, you help them out, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I think that in our culture, like, we we like to stay with our family because family is important to us. And my mom is important to me. Could I live on my own? Sure. But I'd still be hanging out with her every day. And I love living with her. So don't let anyone tell you that it's not cool to live with your parents in your 20s and your 30s. I'm 33 and I am happy living with my mom. And I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I don't know how to handle when my younger sisters want to boss me being the oldest. You have to let them know, like, hey, I appreciate your concerns, but I am not asking you guys for your advice or to tell me what to do. Like, I am confident that I'm making the correct decisions and establish your boundaries. Like, this is not for you guys to decide. This is for me to decide. Whatever it is, tell them that you make your own decisions. They wouldn't like it if you do that to them. And it's hard, like, parentification is a big thing in our culture where, like, when I was... When I was younger, I used to try to boss my little sister around. I mean, I am the oldest, but I I took on this role of like a sec a third parent and I realized that it was make it was doing more harm to our relationship than it was like doing good. So I made sure to take a step back and treat her like a sister. So let them know like, hey, we're sisters. You're not my parent. You don't get to boss me around. And even your parents, like if you're a grown adult, they shouldn't be bossing you around. So establish those boundaries and let them know what's up. <laughs> how do you deal with getting out of your comfort zone? Ah, this is one is my favorite. So how do I deal with getting out of my comfort zone? If it doesn't make you uncomfortable, you're not growing. So, um... Uh, I always talked about this, how on the podcast, it took me a long time to get out of my comfort zone by getting on the mic and now in front of the camera. So 
the moment that it's scary getting out of your comfort zone is like super scary but the moment that you do you start living your life and it's amazing all the things that I've done after like I stop hiding in my comfort zone it's great I've had so many experiences just because I let go of that comfort and if it's uncomfortable it's gonna make you grow and it's gonna make you learn so get out of the comfort zone it's scary at first but every time you do it it's gonna get easier Another question that I got is about moving out and feeling guilty about it. Uh, When I moved out the first time, I felt really guilty for leaving my little sister and my mom. And at the same time, I know if I hadn't moved out, it wouldn't have been good for my mental health to stay at our house. And when I moved out, I just reminded myself, like, it's a part of life. Part of life is like leaving your family and starting a new chapter in your life And you do feel guilty because you're like, oh, I'm abandoning my parents work so hard to buy a home or to create this home. And here I am leaving them after all the hard work they've been through. But you know what? That's part of life. Your parents at some point left their home and it's your turn to leave your home. And it's okay to still have a relationship with them, but it's just going to be different because as you grow older, you have different relationships with your parents, with your siblings, and it's not the same. So if you are someone who is feeling guilty about moving out, like don't because it's part of life and you just got to remind yourself it's a new chapter. And it doesn't mean that you don't love your family. It just means that you're ready for a new chapter in your life. Well, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed part two of Big Sis Advice. Hope you have an amazing week and I can't wait to fill you guys in on the concert and everything that has happened since I last talked to you guys. I'm gonna have a whole two weeks to cheese me out with you guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me at Unbreakable Latina on TikTok, on Instagram, and Latina Podcast on Twitter. I do still have some sweatshirts, so get your sweatshirts because fall's coming and have an amazing week. Talk to you soon. Bye!